What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. This is this is the equivalent of my flu game, I guess, because everything hurts. Wow. Yeah, I, I, they 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 did their old job though. Like you know, like shout out to the dentist. Make sure you get your teeth cleaned every six or three months, depending on what they tell you. Um, but yeah, no, everything hurts. It's like the first time I got braces, and I remember when I couldn't bite anything, so the only thing yeah. I could eat like literally was oatmeal, which is weird. Um. It feels I tweeted a couple days now. ago. I tweeted a couple days ago. Bad ball oatmeal. Fuck up your whole day. What was what was the oatmeal? I saw that. I wanted to ask. I like to do. I do like the salt in the water when you first cook it, and then I normally do a little bit of peanut butter and some maple syrup. So it's like a peanut butter maple situation going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so. figured out that Quaker has like this like peaches and cream oatmeal. I love peaches in the first place. Yeah. So that sounds good. Peaches and cream, beautiful. Um, they have a strawberries and cream one that is also beautiful. The blueberries and cream one is I, the bananas and cream one is I, but it's worth it for four out of the eight packages to be bangers every time. Like when you're yeah, like late at night when it's like midnight and you just want something, you want something filling, but you don't want to like, you don't want to exert too much energy or whatever, or you, like you don't want to wait too long either, or you don't want to pour the cereal into the milk or, or yeah. pour the cereal into the cup and then pour the milk say, into the cereal. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's say. only one right way. There aren't right ways to do many things. There's one say, right way to make cereal. Yourself. I was going to say, do not don't tell yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, we pour the cereal. The cereal must make contact with whatever you're pouring it into without milk first. And then yeah, you pour absolutely. the milk on top and then you enjoy it. Yo, it's crazy how oatmeal, if you do like, it's like just one serving. It's like half a cup of oats. Like if you're doing the quick oats or whatever out of the, it doesn't feel like that should make as much food as it does. No. Like I still, doesn't. I know like, oh, it absorbs water. Yeah, I get what's actually happening. Like you don't have to explain it to me, but like it, that shouldn't work based on like, just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like, I put like, like, you like it feels, right. It's like, that seems like, like a handful of like oats. You just like toss it in there and all of a sudden like it's like you cook it and it's like a full bowl. <laughs> you ever, you ever measure out how much you think you're going to eat and then you put it in whatever like you put it in the water and then it's too much because you measure oh, yeah. out what you would eat yeah no that's no that's, that's what i'm saying you do the yeah that's what i mean <laughs> crazy they're trying to make us overeat it's, i mean uh, hey I, i've been known to do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a quitter hey man i remember um 
I had tater tots and I got like hot sauce. I don't know why I thought this would be a good idea, but I finished every single tater tot dipped in hot sauce. And you know what? I cried. There was like, there was like snot coming out my nose. Obviously I was wiping yeah. it off. Like you don't want to be like nasty or whatever, but you, you can't quit, man. You just got to keep going through it. I, I sound like, <laughs> I, sound no, like a, I, I sound like a player who's like, who, whose team just came back in the second half. Like they had us in the first half and we just have to keep going. We just have to keep grinding, you know, and now we focus on the next meal. Yeah, I trusted my work I did in the offseason. You know, you got to live with the decisions you make sometimes. Like, you can't, you know, like, I get it. It's a make or miss league. It's a, it's a, it's a eat or don't eat life. Hey, it's a dog eat dog world. <laughs> this is the Cat Podcast, episode 315. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do it now, but at some point, because we're talking Rod Wave. And just like the album named Beautiful Mind, the music is beautiful. So the conversation is going to be beautiful. Well, the conversation is always beautiful, but still, you know, at some point you're going to be like, yo, that was a very beautiful, elegant thing that one of us, either me or Taylor said. So you're going to be like, yo, let's, 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 let's like it. So um, at some point we do that, please do that. And thank you for that. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spence Plays on Spotify and YouTube and check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. That being said, as I am basically having a, as I said, a flu game or playing on one bad knee. I'm basically hard in game seven and on the Brooklyn Nets. That being said, Taylor, how are you doing today? I don't know if I want game seven James Harden in here. <laughs> what do you well, mean? We're still going to lose to the Bucks? Yeah, I mean. We don't. Why are we going to lose? Be, be, because I'm on one leg. That doesn't I'm mean hurt. I lose. You I, don't I, have I, to lose, though. So then you got to be KD. So you know what you got to do? And it actually works out because your feet, I I, I guarantee you that your feet oh, will yeah. not, like, be the reason why we lose. So nah. you just got to be KD. Put up 50. Nah, these, What's up? These, these 10 and a half straight oh, behind yeah. the line. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Nah, not a whole lot. This is my last, last, this will be the last show before I'm back with my mic and my normal setup with the, with the one garment next to me and the TV right next to me. Right now I'm back on the East Coast, so. This would be the last one like this, and I'll be back sounding like normal with better lighting and all that. You know, how are you? Uh, I'm do- I'm doing good. Aside from well, the dentist did a good job, so I guess why am I really complaining? And we also got really good music this weekend, which I'm excited to talk about with you. Um, the first, well, this out this episode, as I said before, we're gonna be talking about Rod Wave's "Beautiful Mind." It's only really two features on it. Well, technically three, but because Drewski's on a skit, but. In terms of actual music, there's only two features on it, and that is Jack Harlow, December Joy, 24 tracks, one hour and eight minutes long. Um, Taylor, what are your first, what were your first impressions of Rod Wave's Beautiful Mind? You can probably guess my very first criticism off the bat is just 24 songs, hour and eight minutes. Like, we talked about it every, pretty much every album, whether it's short or it's long where it's just like, it's an easy thing to pick out. And I, I'm kind of trying to reset a little bit and be like, all right, don't automatically judge by that. It's just a really long album. And I think that just lends to some of the songs bleeding together and sounding same. And some of them get lost in the shuffle in that way. But that being said, listening to all of them, even though there is a similar feeling to all of them, I think they all kind of finish a similar way where they tail off with the instrumental playing and there's no there's no like transition that stood out in my head as like, you know, something, you know, we've talked about that in terms of track listing, all that, that aside, I just think that it's, it's shown with a lot of stuff, but like just his, 
Rod Wave's ability to sing and just like willingness to really, really belt things out. It just it it gives him a leg up and an advantage on a lot of other people making contemporary music where if you're just like, you know, like rapping, rapping, it's sometimes hard to convey that emotion because it feels either, you know, a little like, you know, chasing someone else or biting someone else. And you don't always get to hear like the genuineness in someone's like, you know, how they're you know, giving, giving us these songs. You don't always get that. It doesn't always cut through, but because of how Rod Wave is willing to sing and how well he does sing, you really feel the emotion with everything. So obviously the lyrics, it's a, it's a more like downtrodden, sad album, but you really feel that in a way where it feels like a whole project and it feels like a, a, a cohesive body of work. And it's because of him and the effort he puts in. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, Rod Wave has been an artist that has been interesting to me for want to say probably three or four years now. He is like NBA Youngboy. He's one of those artists that can make he could have made this album entirely by himself with no features at all. And it still be a really good album, which, like Taylor says, gives him a leg up against all the other competition. Um, I think that this album is a continuation of the last one from the standpoint of Rod Wave still trying to explore the lows of his voice. Like we know that he can have those soulful moments where he belts out what his feelings are. And those are really the moments that hit you the most, at least for me as a listener. And I'm sure a lot of people who listen to Rod Wave would agree with that. But hearing the different tones and the different cadences that he's able to reach with the voice, with the uh, with the sound, the sonics that he's able to create um, with the lower spectrum of his voice is really impressive as well. It shows more growth. It shows more of an, um, just more, it just shows how talented Rod Wave really is. Um, that being said, some of the songs where he's belting out is still amazing. Everything, By Your Side, two of my favorite tracks on the album. We're not there yet, but Everything is probably, aside from the singles that came out prior to, By Your Side and Cold December are basically a year old at this point. Um, Alone came, Alone and Stone Rolling were the other two singles that came out this year. Aside from those four singles, I think that everything has to be talked about as the centerpiece or the crown jewel of the album. Yeah, I agree. And even though like I think some of the songs do bleed together it's not it doesn't come across in a bad way because like you said what what you're talking about with the the lower parts of his voice additionally or added to the you know when he's really really singing and hitting not necessarily like super high notes like he's not like you know like Ariana Grande out here like doing the like the whistle whatever but it's like because of the because he's so willing to go to explore everything there's a more texture to it which like you said makes these songs into like you know like onto that crown jewel status and yeah you have like the older ones tacked onto the end and you have the jack harlow feature in the second song so you have these other little things that are like strategic but when you just get into the meat of this project like you're saying like the songs all cut through because they're meaningful and they're real and it's not like even though there's a lot of them, none of them necessarily feel like filler. Everyone seems like it serves a purpose and it's, it, it's something that was actually worked on. And I talk about this a lot and none of them sound like they were to like, let's get this TikTok sound so we can get this song 
to go platinum. So then the record goes platinum and then we have a platinum thing. So then we can advertise it to the next advertiser who then will have another TikTok, And then it gets in that cycle, right? None of this feels like that. So I think it all, all builds together. I think, I think the talent shines through in a way that makes the songs meaningful and not like we talked about last week when I was talking about young boy, where some of the songs end up and it's not to say there's no talent there, but some of the songs end up feeling like very similar because it's like, devoid of the same like sentiment and it's also you talked about stone rolling because he's from the south and because he's singing and there's like a lot of like there is some like acoustics in these instrumentals like you get like these like twinges of like country mixed in with Mm -hmm. this like r&b-ish hip-hop music and it's just like it's intriguing because of that it's and it doesn't feel artificial it doesn't feel forced it's just him like really going after and this is just what comes out as his artistry so I think all that makes those songs the crown jewel makes the meat of this album worth it to listen to and not just the big songs or the one with the Jack Harlow feature, which after we talked about his album a couple months ago, this feature to me was like better than anything on that album. It was. So, I was I was shocked to see his name, honestly. I don't like yeah. I don't I don't see where I don't see the like it's it's a good song. It's a good feature verse. But if you would have told me if you would have asked me to list who I would think would be on a Rod Wave album as a feature, I wouldn't have said Jack Harlow. Yeah. And so seeing that come together and it still being a good song, while not one of my favorites, is still impressive to me. Um, another thing I want to say is, in addition to Rod Wave exploring the lows in his voice, I think that he's also picking calmer beats compared to beats like Sky Priority or Green Light, where they have that 808 that's prevalent and basically the um the centerpiece of the whole beat or where the beat is the foundation would probably be the best word to say that the foundation of the beat um here as taylor said it's more acoustics it's more the 808s are still there but they're not as um they're not as prevalent or they're not as powerful as they would have been on some right away songs in the past so i appreciate the awareness to understand that I'm trying to explore, I'm trying to be lower with my voice. So I need beats that match that. Because he could have right. easily picked a bunch of beats that are um, 808 infested and tried to do that. And it probably would not have been as good of an album as this currently is. Right. It's a lot like where the feeling from the individual songs come from. Because if the feeling is like strictly from the instrumental, then a lot of the times the artist gets lost in the shuffle. Like you, even big artists, like we've seen Drake have songs where the instrumental ends up being more important than anything he's had to say. And he's like, you know, arguably the biggest artist that we've dealt with in like the the years that we've really been like, you know, into, into music like this. So it's just, yeah, I think that's a good point that you make where it's like the exploration and, and we really have talked about it with a lot of artists. It's like this willingness to try this willingness to go in a different direction and not play it super safe. Cause it used to be, you play it safe to get on the radio mm-hmm. or now it's, you play it safe to get, and I hate to harp on this all the time, but I know I do it a lot. You play it safe to get that TikTok sound because it, if you have, right. If you have that one good song that makes a playlist that makes it to a TikTok sound, then it makes it worth it. But I think we've been spoiled this year with a lot of projects where that doesn't feel like the emphasis. And if there, you do get a sound or whatever from it, it's more of like, all right, that one just became the sound. It's not like this one that has this like dance put in with it. And that's not to say that Rod Wave is making that type of music necessarily, but like 
it's easy to go down that path, especially if, especially if you have 24 songs, it's easy yeah. to be like, all right, this one, we're hoping it does this. If it doesn't, you know, we'll try another one in a couple months, but yeah, I, I, I like that. And I think it's hard to bring our conversation about intentionality into this as much because you do have so many songs. And I feel like you really feel the intentionality when there is, you know, 12, 13, 14 songs. And you're like, all right, stuff got cut from this. Like stuff that's really good didn't mm-hmm. make it because there wasn't room for it. But I think when you go into every song on this project, you can you can feel that it's meant to be there and it's meant to do something. And it's not, it's like not bullshit. If that's mm-hmm. a good, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not throwaways. It's not. Hey, we're we're throwing as much as we can at the wall to get all these streams. To kind of connect um this episode to the next episode that we're having to and also build on your point about how there's a lot of artists trying um or trying new things, exploring. Um, even on the Meg the Stallion album, she's trying things that we haven't heard from her before. And I think that as not to give away the whole episode, but I think that that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed that album as much as I did. Um, back to Rod Wave, though, I think also the part two interlude adds to the atmosphere of this album. I think the, the whole album is basically, you can argue a heartbreak album. You can also har- argue a love album because he has songs like um, trying to get married by next year and thing and with that sentiment as well. And then you have everything where it's like, this is, this is it. I'm never talking about you again. I don't care about you anymore. So there, right. that's that dual there. It's basically going both ways in terms of the feelings of love. But at the same time, I think that, adding part two in there, basically having that radio DJ um, who has that, I guess that stereotypical, yo, we're going to slow it down so that you guys can really feel what we're talking about here. Like having that in that out in the album um, also helps to the whole cohesiveness of it. Um, What did you think about it? I agree. It felt a little bit like uh, the intro to slow jams on yeah, on the Kanye record from yeah his first one. So I geez, I haven't thought about any of those albums in so long. I just drew a total blank. No, it sounds like the intro to Slow Jams, where it's like you know I danced ninety two hundred songs, like when Jamie Foxx is talking about it, and then it goes into into the song, and it's like I think that stuff's important. I think sometimes it gets lost, and I'm not even gonna say that I'm trying not to do this because it is obviously what I'm trying to do. I think it gets lost when the album's this long. Mm-hmm. Like those interludes and those skits, I get it. Like the Drewski skit, I really liked. I really liked part two. But sometimes it's like, you could have done that with 16 songs. Mm-hmm. Like you could with 14 songs and then two interludes. You know what I mean? That could be done in other ways. So I think they're really important. I think they're special. And I think they add texture to the project. And they make the project feel like its own world as opposed to just, you know, like a group of songs that are just thrown together and then, you know, released. But as as standouts and transitions inside this project specifically with the number of songs, I think they do their job, but I think they're almost like stretched thin a little bit because of how much they're responsible for. Because in a way, how I process it a lot of the times is like skits and interludes are are almost like responsible for the section of the project after it. Mm-hmm. It's like because it's like all right, here's this transition, and then like this stuff's gonna come after, and it'll kind of like give you, you know what I mean? It's supposed to at least a little bit lead into what you're about to deal with, so. I think they're a little stretched thin, but I do like them. And I think they added dimensions to the project that really helps. Yeah, no, I, I everything from the album cover to the, I mean, they're all basically the same sentiment, but the track listing, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a way to get track listing wrong with this album at all. Right. Um, so 
once again, I, I don't know how many, I mean, I expect to be saying this for years to come, but a, another great album from Rod Wave, um, one of my favorite artists. I was kind of in a Rod Wave drought and I'm glad that he was able to water the, the plants with 24 tracks. Um, what are your favorite tracks on here? So I have the track list right here. I do like the song with Jack Harlow. I thought Rod Wave actually did a really good job on that. And I kind of like, it's always interesting to me when you have one person who's very focused on singing and then you have that, like the the rap verse that cuts through it. It's not like, a, you know, a groundbreaking single to me, but it, it was just like refreshing and kind of a surprise, like you said. So I like Youngin. I like Rockstar Heart. I like Fading. And then the last two, like you said, the ones that are year old, By Your Side and Cold December. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Alone, Never Get Over Me, Sweet Little Lies, me versus the world, pieces, everything better by your side in cold December. I've been listening to by your side in cold December for the whole year. Those, hey everybody, like come on, like when yeah. when he when he when he hits that, that, Rod Wave yeah. man, you're 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 a great artist. I'm excited to hear what new uh, exploration you decide to go you decide to have with your voice um so this has been the cat podcast episode 315 that is taylor mcleod i am nate sperlin thank you for watching and listening at some point during our beautiful conversation about beautiful mind you decided to like and subscribe to the channel and i think you're beautiful for that so thank you um that being said check out the old milk spins playlist on spotify and youtube check out all the old milk content on oldmilk.co and we will be back when hip-hop tells us to be we are out bye I guess no peace. Well, no, we're we're gonna be back because we have Meg Stallion to talk about. But I guess hip hop told us to be back. We're we're out. <laughs> <laughs>